1: Folks, I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 17th of September, 2009. Newcomers should look into cuttingthroughthematrix.com website, and you'll find there's hundreds and hundreds of talks I've given. You can pick at your leisure to listen to for, for the audio content, and it's all free. And when you're at it, too, you'll see all the other sites I have up there for emergency use because once in a while the big servers uh, just cut me off for no apparent reason it's always a uh, it's a I never get a real answer for it. they don't know themselves what happens it's a big mystery but they get cut off sometimes for a week or two at a time so if you bookmark the following sites you'll see on that front page at cuttingthematrix.com you can always download the latest shows hopefully from the other sites there's cuttingthrough.jankness.com, cuttingthroughthematrix.net .us.ca there's, there's Alan Watt cutting through the matrix .ca and there's Alan Watt sentient, sentinel.eu which is a European site which also has uh, transcripts of some of the talks for downloads and prints up and they're written in the various languages of Europe and the world and anyone else remember uh, who's out there who fancied their uh, hand at translating should get in touch with me and we'll give it, a, give it a shot, see how you do. And uh, you'll find the first one you do generally takes quite a while, quite a few hours, in fact, until you're happy with it. And then as you go along, it gets faster and faster. And I don't bite people's heads off because I understand the problems in trying to transfer complete meanings from one language to another because it's vastly different, uh, the way things are really worded in other languages. As long as the content gets across, I'm quite happy. And remember, you are the listeners. You bring me to you. I don't get backed uh, by any foundation. This is not a big uh, enterprise. It's not a business enterprise. I'm doing this because it must be done, because we're going through incredible changes and literally going into a system which is the worst totalitarian system the world has ever, ever seen. Uh, I'm sure every tyrant down through history would salivate at the, the, the kind of power the, the big boys today, their descendants, you might say, who are in stone charge, um, uh, are wielding over the entire planet. It's never, ever happened before. And that's why I'm on the air. So it's up to you to support me. You can do it by looking into the, my websites. You'll find out how to support me through PayPal and different me, uh, means and method. In the U.S. and Canada, personal checks are good. And uh, PayPal, as I say, Western Union outside of the America's there's MoneyGram as well, and some people just send cash. That can buy the books and so on. I have for sale on the website, or for donations. You can also buy the books through the, through the PayPal as well. If you email me separately, and remember, those who get the disc burned and passed along to them, they don't have computers. They get the disc burned uh, and passed along from people who do and who t- attend meetings and rallies and stuff. You can get in touch with me at Alan Watt signed 41. Box 4. Estaire, Ontario, Canada. Estaire is E-S-T-A-I-R-E. Ontario, Canada. P as in Peter, 3. E as in Elizabeth, 4. N as in Nora, 1. P, 3, E, 4, N, 1. And I'm not exaggerating. I mean, who really would have thought uh, we'd be coming down to this totalitarian world state? Now, if you look at 100 years ago, all the big um, willing fools the lesser beings who worked for the big, big movements, thinking they're working for some beautiful um, social order that everyone would be equal and so on. These, these were all the fools that were used then to help the big boys get in a, the most tyrannical power structure ever devised, envisaged by the tyrants. Back with more after this break. Watts, And this is cutting through the matrix. Back in the 1700s and into the 1800s there were different economists working for the British government and really the British government is just a corporation. Uh, All governments are corporations. They're listed as corporations and it's all based on economics. So they they had economists and, and John Stuart Mill and then his son of the same name were high advisors on economics and so on along with Malthus and different people like that. And they ran a, a world empire at that time, again, based on economics and trade. As they call it, trade's a very, very big thing for them. They used different people for slaves in different times in history, although technically we're all still slaves yet. If you don't own anything, you have the right to own anything. And if anything can be taken off you by a stroke of the pen, by government or whoever, then you're you really still a slave. And everyone's been used down through the ages, but... It's interesting that John Stuart Mill uh, drew up a list of peoples that he thought uh, wouldn't make it through as society and economics evolved uh, down through time. And it's tied perfectly in with uh, Darwin in the 1800s when he said that the progressive societies, uh, the advanced societies, would eventually eliminate the lesser societies those who were static they call them arrested civilizations those who cannot come into an economic system and work from whatever the hours happen to be and just accept a brand new system they would decline they would fall away they become self-destructive and so on and this was applied in the 1700s they knew this and that this was drawn up uh, they applied this to different people including the american indians they already knew by that time they couldn't bring them in to this strange society where we worked like robots for something called money to get the things we have to buy to to survive and live with, whereas Indians, you see, had been selling. That's the Darwinian theory. And when your purpose is over, you must simply die off. It's, it's, a, it's akin, actually, to Hinduism. It's, actually, it's, it's, it's so close to Hinduism, it's just not funny. So the American Indians were first to get put in reserves. Now, Agenda 21 is here for the United Nations, and we're all getting put in reserves. They call them corridors for human habitat areas. They've been at this for 30 years, and people don't even know it. Then there's, there's corridors for animals, etc., to, to live uh, in, and humans can't go on. Then there's UN biospheres in between them, and, and the, the UN can then say which international corporations have the right to go in there, the sole rights to go in and mine for minerals and different things that they want. Human habitat areas, January 21. But, but remember, they started first with the American Indians. And they put them on the worst lands, in the U.S. and in Canada. The worst lands. We, they didn't have all of the game. Terrible climates in certain parts, too. And their culture was being destroyed. Many of them were forced into schooling. In fact, men were taken away from their parents and forced into schooling. Uh, I've talked about that before. The a guy out west, put a video, an excellent video, uh, about that and what happened, his struggle against uh, Trying to unmask the, 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 all the hidden deaths of American Indians at the hands of even the United Church, Episcopal Church. And that's still ongoing. But anyway, they're still treated, uh, treated the same way yet. I've talked to people in federal government who worked with the Indians and in part of Indian Affairs and they can't understand the Indians either because they still expect the Indians to just adopt white man's way of life. How silly it is adopting a way of life where most of the white men are going to get wiped out too because they don't need them anymore either. Only the the intelligentsia, the scientific elite can go on into the future uh, to serve their masters the ones who own all the rights to everything. And he even believed the things that they still do to the Indians today. This is a, from the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. That's the government's version of the BBC. They call it the CBC. And it's, it's commonly called here the Communist Broadcasting Corporation because it's full, it's always been full of communists, international socialists and communists. But this is what they put out Ottawa sends body bags to Manitoba reserves Wednesday, September 16th. Aboriginal leaders in Manitoba are horrified that some of the reserves hardest hit by swine flu in the spring have received dozens of body bags from Health Canada. The body bags which were sent to the remote northern reserves of Wasagamak and God's River First Nation came in a shipment of hand sanitizers and face masks. So the Grand Chief David Harper, no relation to the Prime Minister, I hope. He says, "Don't send us body bags. Help us organise and send us medicine." So so David Harper, Chief David Harper, who represents the Northern First Nations, says, "Body bags send the wrong message." No kidding. I I wonder, really. You know, I've said before that people, if only they would just learn. When, when at first you think you're right, stick to it. Stick to it. Body bags send the wrong message, and no one can understand why Ottawa would do such a thing. See, you had the idea a long time ago that you were right, and you should have stuck to that. He says, it really makes me wonder if health officials know something we don't, he said. I have a right to speak for my people. I make a plea to the people of Canada to work with us to ensure the lowest fatalities from this monster virus. They're really getting massive propaganda there, too. Don't send us body bags. Help us organize and send us medicine. He says it's like sending body bags to soldiers in Afghanistan. Chief Jerry Knotts of uh, Wasagamak First Nations said his community's nursing station received about 30 body bags. This disturbed our community members and continues to be a major concern. We had asked for funding so we can get organized and to ensure medicines, hand sanitizers and other preventative kits were in place, but instead were shot to receive the body bags, he said. To me, this is unacceptable, and I'm demanding an answer. As the body bags a statement from Canada that we as First Nations are on our own. Lino Aglukak, guess Federal Minister of Health, said Wednesday she's ordered her Deputy Minister to do a thorough and immediate inquiry into the body bagged report. That'll take a couple of months at at the bureaucratic level. So, that's one thing that happened there. And it didn't stop there, because a lot more has been happening, too. Um, This one here is this article here, is from Smart Shift, I think, or it's CBC News, actually, cbcnews.ca. Alcohol-based sanitizers for flu-hit First Nations delayed over substance abuse fears. Canada delayed the delivery of alcohol-based sanitizers to some First Nations communities affected by swine flu because of concerns that the alcohol content might be abused, the senior public health advisor to the Assembly of First Nations told the Senate committee Tuesday. Dr. Kim Barker said the incident was only one example of the way that the measures used so far to contain the swine flu pandemic have been ill-suited to the social realities of some Aboriginal communities that lack running water for hand-washing. This is the 21st century. And yet, here's the military, the Canadian military, going over there apart from to, you know, guard the poppy fields in Afghanistan. That's really what it's about. And to get rid of all the competing uh, tribes over there for power and to be a dominant minority there, the new minority. So we can guard the, the poppy fields. Remember, Bush, uh, once it took Afghanistan, uh, he uh, allowed them to start growing the poppy again. had been banned by the by the people who lived there for quite a few years but he allowed it to, to flourish once more and then we go around the world uh, drawing wells for people and putting up buildings for them but they can't do it in Canada why is that? Eh? Why is that? Well, the stuff they're doing in the, in the Middle East you see is for future development for economic reasons but everything runs on economic uh, concerns and you see the Indians are non-producers as far as the government is concerned that's your real worth in life But what do you produce? Remember, the UN definition of a good citizen is a producer and consumer. That's why they don't have any running water out there. It says here, Chiefs were involved from the beginning in discussions on pandemic planning and measures such as the use of alcohol-based sanitizers, said Anne-Marie Robinson, Assistant Deputy Minister of Health, Canada's First Nations and Inuit Health Branch. We had some rare experiences in our communities where we've had theft of hand sanitizers, Robinson said. We do have communities where we have large proportions of people who suffer from addiction. I think they're going to grab these sanitizers and suck them for the alcohol in them. Chief David Harper from the Garden Hill First Nation, 500 kilometers northeast of Winnipeg, said the concern was legitimate because communities are dry reserve, meaning they don't allow alcohol there. Because I don't to say what they think we're going to do, just suck these things. Ah, oh. 21st century Canada. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts, and we're cutting through the Matrix, just showing you what it's like if you're in a true reserve Remember, Agenda Agenda twenty one is just reservations for all the rest of us. That's where it is worldwide. Reservations. And you won't be allowed off them down the road. In the new beautiful world order, where there's supposed to be the free flow of capital and goods and labour, remember it's chosen labour, the ones who the corporations need and authorise. We'll all be stuck where we are. That's what Agenda twenty one from the United Nations is all about. And they tried all this stuff out, and the the Soviet regions, remember, where if you're born in a certain area, you need passes to go somewhere else, even for a visit. What do you think all this anti-terrorism rubbish is all about? It's nothing to do with what they tell you. Why are you all suffering out there because of supposedly uh, a caveman uh, hiding in a cave in Afghanistan? Hmm? It's got nothing to do with reality whatsoever. It's an agenda. This link I'll put up with the other links, too, of tonight's talks on my website, com. And on the right-hand side of this page, it's very one on the alcohol swipes, the hand swipes, you'll see another CBC archive link for the swine flu fiasco, that the last fiasco they had with the swine flu. And have a look at that and see what you think, because it truly was a fiasco then, as now. Ordinary flu is going around. And there's more people coming down with uh, imaginary things too at the time when everyone has got allergies. Never mind the spraying from the skies. It goes on every darn day. And everything's getting reported as swine flu with no swaps taken or anything else. Because they must hype up this imaginary swine flu to give themselves the rights to vaccinate us all it's the start of training us to get annual vaccinations for all kinds of things that's what they said at the World Health Organization 2006 World Meeting start the ball rolling and train the public to go for booster shots and different shots every year of their lives well I ain't I ain't going to get trained like some animal uh, Pavlovian style no matter much rubbish and nonsense they throw my way And a good lesson to learn from the Indians, you never allow yourself to give up your personal rights to take care of yourself. Interdependence, this New World Order term that Marx started, Karl Marx, means you'll have no rights over anything which you need personally to survive. It'll all be dished out to you by those who control it on behalf of the people, mind you, and as you consume most of it at the same time, like the elite of Russia, the Soviet Union did. But you at the bottom, under the guise of, well, we're all equal at the bottom, well, be lucky to see anything left at the end, it trickles down to you. Don't give up your rights for individual survival. And you, because once you do, you're dependent, and that's really the lesson to be learned from the American Indians. They're dependent for everything they need now. They're, they're surrounded with so many laws, they can't survive the way they'd like to. And that's how it's been done with all of us. Oh, you can't grow a garden, my goodness. Oh, you can't, can't cut those trees down. Oh, no. you cannot grow livestock. Oh, no, no, they have E. coli in their feces. Never mind the fact that the moose and the bear... And everything else that flies has put them all over the place. It's not supposed to make sense. It's supposed to encourage you to give up all your rights to sustain yourself. You can't have independence in this new world order. It's it's taboo. It's verboten. There's so many topics, you know, so many, many topics, because this is a multi-pronged approach for the final takeover. It's all been implemented as we live. We're living through it. And and getting back to what I said earlier, don't ever forget Darwin's theory. There was no theory whatsoever. It was their plan. They had studied... Those who were elite had studied all down through the ages, civilizations rising and falling who prospered and who didn't. The slaves never did, of course. So this was not uh, some sort of new discovery, generation by generation, to see how things worked from the top looking down. They knew this. There must always be masters and slaves. Charles Galton Darwin said it himself. He said in his book, The Next Million Years, slavery has always existed in one form or another. He was speaking on behalf of the elite. They know this. Even when you think you're free or you think you're democratic, you're still a slave working for a system. And your labor is taxed back from you. You give away your labor free, it's taken from you. See, so forced labor is called slavery. But if they call it taxes, so this X amount, 60%, 40%, whatever, is taken back from you and call it taxes, you don't think it's slavery, it still is. Then, when the government can issue any decree and and abscond with everything that you own, you don't own anything. You're a slave. You have no right to seize a slave. And this whole New World Order has been implemented through treaties by every government on the planet, except the ones that are getting bombed out of existence in the Middle East right now. Every one of these governments have signed on to the same mandate. Very old plan methodically worked through all by deception. I've read statements by people who planned the economic union and the parliament as they lied their teeth off for 30 odd years to the public in Europe saying, oh no, it's just an economic agreement. I was telling people in the 70s, we're getting a parliament for the whole of Europe and it's not democratic, it's totalitarian. This is for the rest of the world too, for the America's Next, it's happening now back with more after this break you're listening to the republic broadcasting network because you can handle the truth Alan Watson, we're cutting through the matrix. I'll let that little riff there wail once in a while, that guitar wail, because that's how we sometimes feel, like wailing, you see. And that's what I'm doing right here, right now, is wailing to those who might have ears to hear and eyes to see. Now, I mentioned a few days ago uh, of the Toronto Truth Seekers, formerly Toronto 9-11 Truth Movement, and how they're having meetups. Toronto for uh, information handouts on vaccines and so on to give people more informed choices and what they want to do when all this um, medical voodoo stuff. You know, the portion they mix together by from the big laboratories, the same ones, by the way, they were all part of IG Farben in World War II, uh, want to plant into your bodies. And uh, they have a lot of good data there. So I'll put this link up again tonight. And another one from Black Krishna. He's one of the organizers down in in Toronto. That's why he goes by Black Black Krishna. I've been on his his show when he was in the university there, too. Because people should really know uh, the pros and cons about this, not just the propaganda, which is pure propaganda coming from mainstream. That's all you're going to get from the mainstream is propaganda. That's their job. And this is another interesting article here. Now, again, a few days ago I mentioned about some British lord in parliament who had got all the, the top Christian leaders together and he said, giving them instructions on how to get the congregations to join in in this new world's utopian movement to go green. And uh, like the little, you know, do gooders as they are, they run off to do it and comply and get on board. I can see the, the Parsons with the little the little white um, rings around their necks uh, trying to get their flocks to get involved in the community. And here they are, they're supposed to be following someone who, who you become whiter than white, whiter than snow. And, and here they are trying to go green. Eh? And here's the catch, because this is what happened when they try and go green to please their masters. See, they, they forget who their master's supposed to be. Well, that's not Christianity at all. It's just a a social organization you belong to through culture. They've missed the whole meaning. This is from the Mail Online. And it's from September the 16th. Uh, You mustn't mention God. Council bans church from putting up notices about its meetings. A Christian campaign group has been banned from pinning up notices about its meetings in libraries or community centers. The activists were told their posters advertising talks about climate change. said they're doing what they're told to do, right? From the top. But fools, why are they following the British government? And lords of all that, you know, British lords. Climate change could not be shown in public because they mentioned Christianity and God. So they're supposed to just do it without mentioning uh, Christianity and God, even though they were asked as Christian groups to help. Officials declared that the flyers for a talk on climate change as a Christian issue and another by a spokesman for the Christian Christian Ecology Link were in conflict with town hall policy against the promotion of religious ideas. The ban in Camden in North London bemused campaigners from the Roman Catholic Our Lady Help of Christian Parish Church not least because they were told they could display posters advertising green rallies so long as they did not refer to God. There was also confusion among the Greens. that, Well, Borough, is amazing. Yeah, they give you colours and everything. You follow, and people will be fighting over it. Who are you? Yeah, I'm Green. Ah, oh, you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, people are. Ah, oh. you get them sides and they join it. Eh? You can't think of for themselves. Borough officials insist they cannot lend a hand to a Christian group. It provides for inquirers details of no fewer than 13 mosques, Muslim study groups, and Islamic social groups is currently advertising for a £32,714 a year youth worker to engage with especially Muslim teenagers. And the borough's website publishes the news that Camden Council raises awareness of Islam, complete with assurances from a former leader that we work hard to spread a true picture of Islam and the Muslim faith. The rejection of flyers by a local Christian group at libraries and community centres in Camden, follows a growing number of incidents of official disapproval of Christians and Christianity. The range from the refusal by some local authorities to allow any recognition of, Christian, of Christmas, any, that's I mean, how so bad it is in Britain. You can't have any recognition of Christmas through attempts by police forces to silence activists and authors who oppose the gay rights lobby. To disciplinary actions by schools and hospitals against teachers who make their Christianity public, or nurses who offer to pray with their patients. Joe Seedlaka uh, is organising the climate change meetings for Our Lady Parish Church. They are part of a national push by church leaders who want to publicise their fears over the greenhouse effect. Oh boy, boy! I tell you, I tell you, this is Christian. <laughs> Oh, the greenhouse effect, which involves Archbishop of Canterbury, Dr. Roman Williams, and Anglican Bishop of London, Dr. Richard Charters, as well as Roman Catholic clergy. They're all in on the act going green, eh? And these are all their followers. But you see, you're not supposed to follow human beings, you understand? Don't you get it? You're not supposed to follow human beings that are walking and breathing today. Where are you worshipping here? You're watching political policies, agendas, con games to enslave the entire planet. And and, and you go along with it because you're told to by someone in politics, some some lord, and get on the act to show that you're part of the community. And then you're banned from mentioning your attrition. Well, (laughs) silly you, eh? (laughs) What else can I say? Silly you. (laughs) Oh, boy ft.com September the 13th 2009 public spending cuts could plunge Britain into a double dip recession driving unemployment above 4 million and threatening to provoke riots on the streets the country's most senior union leader has said and remember uh, on my website in the archives section you'll find that 90 page document from the think tank for the British military and for NATO that predicts all this stuff they predicted all this stuff uh, over a, a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, of this ongoing riots, etc., as unemployment fall, uh, rises, etc., and then uh, as this food shortages and all the rest of it, the big five agribusinesses have taken over the entire food supply of the planet. And it says here Sunday's warning uh, came from Brendan Barber, General Secretary of the Trades Union Congress. Came as public sector unions told Labour and the Conservatives they would hold industrial action ballots if jobs were threatened. Union leaders said they expected an onslaught against the public sector, whichever party won the general election, due by next spring. Lord Mandelson, oh, what a character this is, he can't lose this guy, I tell you. You should go to his history and his genealogy. It's, it's, it's fascinating. He's got the exact same position that, that his, I think it was his grandfather had before him, exact same position. In, in the British government. Lord Mandelson, he's got a litany of abuses behind him that, that some people would swing for if it wasn't uh, it weren't very special, you know. His business Secretary will on Monday, in best power of Rothschild's too, by the way, goes and visits them in, in his home in France and all that stuff. Will on Monday say, Britain faces a period of public spending constraint and Labour should not try to solve problems simply by throwing money at them everything's gearing up the way it's supposed to work out you see it's planned that way and remember they are top people in all positions and all things including unions I can remember I think it was uh, I think it was Arthur Scargill who was a big union boss a, a whole bunch of uh, the same thing on TUC for years and he was made a sir eventually and I think and maybe even the lord after that as he spoke for the working classes and his daughter um, wants to get married to an Australian fella who, uh, was a, a minor. And Scargill told him, uh, he says, uh, he says, you know, he says, uh, you shouldn't marry that guy. He's, he's beneath you. <laughs> he's beneath your class. <laughs> this guy is supposed to speak for all the working classes of Britain. <laughs> what a joke. Life is a joke, isn't it? Uh, The, the eugenics program and the, the, the constant touting of the big boys. There's too many people, too many of you lot down there. You know, we don't need you anymore. It, it's fascinating to see how they work it through mass abortions, mass abortions all over the world, mm-hmm. regular accepted goings-on daily, you know. And, um, and, and then they start the other, I said years ago they'll start at that and then go to the other end, the elderly and then infirm mm-hmm. Which they're doing, of course, always under the guise of helping you. Remember, don't forget American Indians. Whenever the white man says we're going to help you, run the other way. Run the other way, because they're always lying. There's always another agenda behind it. We're, we're we're such schmucks, aren't we? Absolute schmucks for something that's free. That's all they have to say, now. It's free. Mail online report warns doctors to snub families of the terminally ill amidst amid growing use of death pathway. This is what they're calling it now when they help to. The pathway of death, you know, when you when they think you might be terminally ill and they throw you in these awful wards where they would deprive you of food and water till you're dead. This is actually what they're doing now in Britain and in the U.S. and elsewhere now. The pathway, it was started up by, I think, uh, uh, the Queen's mother, And the Royalty Office of a patron in charge of it. Prince Charles is in charge of it now. More than a quarter of families are not told when life support is withdrawn from terminally ill loved ones, a report has found. Experts warn that the growing use, the growing use of a controversial death pathway is seeing some patients killed off prematurely. They say the system can lead to backdoor euthanasia by encouraging doctors to deny fluids and drugs to those deemed to be in their final throes. Under the so-called Liverpool Care, um, Liverpool Care pathway, which is used across the National Health Service. Now, remember, in America and the U.S., this is what uh, socialized medicine is. It's a political agenda. Don't forget that for a second, or you're an, an absolute idiot. You can't mix politics. You can't give government the power over health if you have a political agenda behind it. Which is used across the National Health Service and in many nursing homes, doctors can withdraw assistance from the terminally ill and sedate them continuously until dead. <clears throat> About 20,000 patients are thought to die this way each year, it could probably a lot more. But a national audit of the scheme found that 28% of relatives were not informed that a loved one had been placed on the pathway. The pathway, Researchers from the Royal College of Physicians and the Marie Curie Palliative Care Institute in Liverpool. That's where all started, that latter one. Obtained details of almost 4,000 patients treated on the scheme last year. 39% suffered from cancer, while others had conditions such as pneumonia, stroke, organ failure, and dementia. The average age of patients was 81, and they were typically on the pathway for 33 hours 33, you love that number, don't you? Before death. More than a third were given sedatives, and four out of five either did not need intravenous medication or fluids or had them withdrawn. Four out of five. The study found that 76% of families were told that a loved one had entered the dying phase when they withdrew. what you need to live, right? The audit which examines practices at 155 hospitals in England concluded that there was room for improvement in keeping relatives informed. Really... Peter Millard, emeritus professor of geriatrics at the University of London, said the risk as this is rolled out across the country is that elderly people with chronic conditions like Parkinson's or respiratory disorders may be dismissed as dying when they could still live for some time. If patients tell their doctors that they wish to die at home, that shouldn't be taken as an excuse not to treat them in hospital if their condition deteriorates, but they might still recover with proper care. You see, once your economic value is over as a taxpayer, you're now as a consumer, you're using your pension fund, and the government wants that. You know what to do with you. You're exterminated. See, it's all terminology, isn't it? It's all in the word, everything's wording. Call it what it is. Exterminated, terminated, kaput. No more purpose for you. It's interesting, too, that the so-called arrested development uh, peoples, peoples who were arrested civilizations, as he called them, like the American Indians, uh, were the only ones who could really uh, be self-sufficient. They'd always been self-sufficient. That was totally taken away from them. You see, you cannot have be the masters over everybody. When, when there's people out there who are self-sufficient, you must flatten that, destroy it, destroy the cultures totally, wreck them completely. To enslave them. Then they're now dependent on you. That's what interdependence means. You cannot give governments power over you in this fashion. can't be done. They eliminate you. They terminate you. We live in an economic system. An economic system such as this is not a natural system. It's based on Darwinian theory. Survival of the fittest. Who are the fittest? They, all did, they tell you who the fittest are. You see them every day on TV. The suits and ties, the big gala fairs, and all the rest of it. Those are the, the richest people, are the fittest, according to them, in their economic system. These people couldn't tie their shoelaces for themselves, you know. They could never survive and be self sufficient and anything. They need slaves to do everything for them. It's an artificial system we're in. The Indians were asked to, to sell their home, their motherland, their home, the, the, the dirt they sat on, the dirt that sustained them. I think it was it was Seattle, Chief Seattle, that gave the big speech about it. He says, how can we sell our mother? He says, he says everything comes from, from this mother, the, the, the earth. Their food sustains their life, sustains the animals, which they hunted on and so on lived on. They couldn't understand what money was. You can't eat it. But self-sufficiency like that, of course, without money means you can't be taxed. It can be taxed from you. They can either enslave you through physical force, then you know you're a slave, or they can introduce this economic system. And call it just that. Civilization is what they call it. And progress. Progress towards what? Progress through a a Darwinian agenda. A Darwinian agenda where the inferior types serve their purpose to push the elite ahead, ahead, ahead in every generation, and then once you've pushed them ahead like a staging rocket, you must die off. And I've actually got books here by uh, Sir Thomas Huxley on that very subject. That's how he described the different peoples and classes of humanity And he actually goes through that whole thing with with the amoebas and the different bacteria, the area, the soil, etc. And different plants grow and uh, they die off and minerals are implanted in there for the next... Then the tree comes in. The tree symbolizes the, the fittest, the end product, the elites. That's what they all believe at the top. They're taught this. Take nothing for free. There's always a catch. Back with more after this break. Through the matrix, and uh, that I was almost flown in. So I bear with the phones, and we have Alan from Australia there. are there, Alan.
0: Good day, Alan. Yes, that's me. Yep. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. I've just got a quick question for you, mate. I've uh, um, I've had something rattling in my brain for a while. It's um, uh, do you think there's a small group of the cabal at the very top of the big boys that know the whole agenda to a T, or is it too compared compared to uh, know that knowledge? No, there's, I mean, there's, there's is definitely... Is there one person a, that would know it all, or is it very Yeah, there's apparent? definitely a group at the top that, that know it all. There's yeah. no doubt no, on that. How much would that group be, roughly? A small group of people or a large group of
1: people? I think it would be a small, a small group. small very, very Incredibly rich, though. Incredibly yeah. rich people. Uh, Probably who, just the
0: one family, do you think? or I, I think... Families?
1: Uh, you might say it's one family uh, that's dispersed. Uh, just a,
0: a generation, yeah. yeah, so there could be yeah. maybe a dozen of them, or, or, or 12 or 13 of them. Yeah. You get 12, well, yeah, 12 to it, yeah, to have the families your so They don't even on, have to be sure.
1: involved in politics or anything. All they have to do is make a phone call to any uh, prime minister or president, and they'll jump when these names are mentioned, obviously. Yeah. but yeah. Uh, And they can crash countries, whole countries' economies, just by uh, overnight, by so one or two of them to getting together. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. amazing, isn't it, man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, well, I'll keep a brief confirm for Australia. So, um, yep, I'll listen up us. Thank you very much, Alan. Okay. Yeah. okay. And
1: that, that's yeah. the key to it. Is um, yeah. uh, this yeah. is amazing that, that uh, you, c- you cannot possibly study Karl Marx and see the history uh, about Karl Marx and who protected them uh, and the whole prediction of of uh, where they wanted to take the world. Including terms like interdependence and so on, and then you, you live through the, the era of where governments are signing that into international treaties, into law, and we're all interdependent. And, and whether it's Labour or Conservative makes no difference. Maggie Thatcher was supposed to be Conservative, and she said.
0: The same yeah, thing, interdependence. I as well when I was born in Scotland, yeah. You see what I'm Get saying? So, that early and flew yeah. Australia. It my not here, though, so... <laughs> yeah, so it,
1: it, it doesn't matter about uh, the parties you belong to. Um, Carl Quigley was right. Uh, the leaders of all top parties in all countries in the Western world Uh, and and British Commonwealth countries are all members of the Royal Institute for International Affairs Council on Foreign Relations.
0: And we've got the Australian Council on Foreign Relations over here as well.
1: Yes, you do. I tell you, and and
0: Howard, the the one before there, made no bones about it,
1: completely Fabian. Um, He came in and he says, I have a mandate. He says, you'll be protesting in the streets. He said, I don't care. He don't bother protesting. I have a mandate to fulfil. And that's that. Yeah. And, and by well, God, he he just pushed the, pushed the whole socialist agenda right through.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And as you say, the next one come and learn Chinese very early in his age, so he. Was oh yeah. 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 There before? There was a little so, hobby well. he had on the side. You see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's funny <laughs> that one, isn't it? Yeah. But I, I I get fined for not voting over here. Fifty dollars. I get fined last week for not voting in the local election that didn't even was on. Cause yeah. I don't follow politics. Yeah. So I get fined fifty dollars for every time I don't vote. It's illegal not to vote. That's why you should be proud of yourself. You know? I am proud of myself, but I've also got $50 that I need to pay, and they say they will chase me, but they can chase me all they like. And they are not be well, chasing taxes either. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, you take care of yourself. Okay, isn't. you take care of yourself, and i must speak to you soon, mate. Yep.
1: But uh, that's the world we're living in. Uh, all members of all the leaders of every country, of all parties, are already pre-selected. And you see at the Bilderbergers meetings all the time. You know who's going to be put as the president of the United States. Alfred Obama says he didn't know if he was a member of the Council and Foreign Relations. He says, I have spoken there quite a few times. Well, you can't get to speak there unless you're a member. You have to be invited in. <laughs> Wonderful, isn't it? Wonderful showbiz live through. That's all it is, is showbiz from the top. And people fall for it all the time. Nothing's for free. Well, that's it for tonight from Hamish myself, and to your Canada, it's good night, and may your gods or your gods go with you.